Welcome to the Keep Rising Podcast, a show that helps you grow by helping you think clearly, feel deeply, and do more of what matters. I'm your host, Kenny Lang. Today's episode is called The Pilot. It's the who, what, why of the show, why we started recording it in the first place. I'm going to do a bit of a deep dive on the arc of who this is for, why am I even talking about these things, um, or who am I to talk about these topics, and then start laying out some practical ways in which I want this to impact your life for the better. I think you're really going to like it. And I hope you stay tuned for more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and then rate and review this in the Apple Podcasts store or wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts. And now let's get into the show. So you may be wondering, who is this podcast for? Is this right for me? Is it for anyone? Is it for an exclusive group of people? The answer could be it depends because some of these things I feel like could apply to anyone. But as I teach people in my marketing agency, if you're appealing to everyone, you're appealing to no one. So this is designed and aimed at the people who want to improve their lives. But for one reason or another, typically fear of what one change may bring or they don't know where to start Uh, to begin down the road of change, they've never gotten going with the improvements they'd like to see. Ultimately, you're left feeling that growth shouldn't be this complicated. And I agree. So to give you a little context around why am I talking about these things, some episodes will be interviews with people I know or people that I'm uh, getting to know or just people I think would have something to say about our topics. But for myself, I am 32 right now. I have a young family. I've been married for nearly 11 years at the time of this recording. I have three beautiful biological children and currently one awesome foster son. And we're open to at least two more because we live in the state of Texas and there's a limit. Now, I have spent most of my later teenage years and most of my 20s working for other people. But for almost the last five years, I have been self-employed and run my own company. Starting out uh, from a young age, I have always been Uh, growth-minded and wanted to change things. I became frustrated with either things I saw in myself or I saw things in others that I would like to embody or or reach their achievements. So while I was still in grade school, I skipped a grade. Didn't need the eighth grade, said bye-bye. I went on my way and graduated early. When I went to college, I became the first student at UT Tyler to graduate with concurrent bachelor's degrees, and I did so by the time right after I turned 22. I went on to work for an outsourced sales company. When I was 23, 
I set a record for their national program in my second month with them. By the end of my third month was made the manager of a commercial sales team, was responsible for territories and training, hiring, firing, coaching, ride-alongs, you name it. Uh, we would knock on 40, 50 doors a day. So if you have a tough sales job, I empathize. At 24, I trained for and ran a half marathon. The best part about it was all of the chocolate milk at the end. I still think fondly on all of that chocolate milk. I launched a leadership website, KennyLang.com, go figure, um, at the age of 26 after building a, a small group of people at the place I was working at the time onto a list and outlook and discovered, hey, this is not going to work well beyond these 10 people. So I created a website, started an email list, and started building that. That was on the side. At 27, I, by, at 25, actually, I'd become uh, obsessed with CrossFit, and I drank the Kool-Aid. And by 27, uh, in that spring, I competed in two different events and was able to place. And at that time, I believe it was ninth or 10th in East Texas for the CrossFit Games. For scaled men's, I'm not, you know, rich fronting, like lifting 400 pounds over my head. I'm not that strong. But I did well enough, and it was a great way to challenge myself and to grow physically and learn. Uh, I developed a love for Olympic lifting. I launched my agency in, the, in June of 2015 at the age of 27. I did so without clients, and the only prior experience was three months spent at another agency before they let me go because it wasn't working out. Within three years, so by the ripe old age of 30, I had grown the agency from zero clients and zero dollars to 100,000 plus in gross revenue. We had hired people, the team was building, things were going well. At that same year, I had also become, uh, at the age of 30, become a foster parent and started walking down that path. And that is something that has been exciting, painful, beautiful, um, cultivating. Uh, it's There's so many words I would use to describe it. But over the last two years, it really has uh, changed and shaped myself, my wife, our biological children and helped us to become more of who Christ made us to be. And it's incredible to do something together as a family that is um, helping children from hard places. I'm also on staff at my church, New Covenant Church in Tyler, woohoo! Um, where we connect with God, connect with others and create community. And I say that because I have to almost each and every week. I was part of the team that helped grow the church in 2019 by over 25%. And we have continued that growth pattern, even just being in the second month of 2020. And finally, I am now officially a landlord, which makes me sound like mean and evil, but I promise you that I'm not. I say all these things not to pat myself on the back, but to say, 
I have changed, as you can see, in some major way, shape, or form, hitting an achievement, having things changed for me. Sometimes I chose them, sometimes I didn't. I get where you're at, where things are hard, where things are difficult, when you've got a family, you've got a job, you've got your faith, and you're trying to juggle all of them, and it just doesn't feel like you can find your way forward or get that little bit of margin to start going. There are three things that I want to focus on during the course of our podcast and our times together. The first will be thinking clearly. The, the Bible teaches us uh, in, in the Old Testament, it says, my people perish for lack of vision. And because of that lack of clarity, the lack of vision, it, it says if, you're not, if you don't know where you're heading, you'll go anywhere. And I believe that people genuinely want to feel like they are going somewhere that is meaningful, that is impactful, and that will leave a legacy long after they're dead and gone. So thinking clearly would be part of that. I want to talk about practical ways to sharpen your mind. We're going to be discussing mental health. One of my great friends uh, is spearheading uh, a, a campaign, dare I say, a movement in my hometown of Tyler, Texas. Um, for mental health um, and elevating not just the awareness, but the practice of it. I also want to help you find focus. I think focused intensity, as Dave Ramsey's organization talks about, focused intensity over time multiplied by the infinite power of God leads to astounding momentum and remarkable breakthroughs. I want you to feel deeply. This one's a tough one for me because uh, as an eight on the Enneagram, and yes, I will be talking Enneagram uh, quite frequently because I find it is one of the most helpful tools for spiritual and personal formation that I have ever come across. But I'm feeling repressed. It means I stopped developing uh, maturity in that area at somewhere between ages eight and 12. And as I've started developing it, uh, it, one, it's been hard, but two, I've discovered a richness in my feelings that they aren't so useless and in the way, or as um, a pastor of mine has said and has since changed and evolved that, he, we used to say feelings don't get a vote. Well, now it's feelings don't get a final vote, but I believe integrating them into our lives is cr critically important. So I want you to be able to connect with your feelings, identify them, listen to them. They're telling you something. They're a great early warning system um, for things that are negative, but they're also cluing you in to where your heart leans and finds joy and peace and meaning and by yourself in the midst of God's creation and in the relationships that you surround yourself with. I want you to be able to process and learn from them. Uh, I think feelings have a lot to teach us. Uh, and if we'll clue ourselves in and integrate our findings with everything else that's happening around us, I think we're going to be um, smarter, more compassionate, well-rounded people uh, or wholehearted, as um, Brene Brown would say, individuals. And I also want us to learn how to sit in them. We're so distracted day in and day out with our devices and obligations and, and different uh, things vying for our attention that often we don't take the time to sit in our feelings, whether that's joy or that's grief, uh, whether that's laughter or, or that's just incredible personal pain. Finally, 
and this one might be my favorite uh, because of my eightness, but I want you to do more of what matters. I find so many people are doing things and there's a lot of activity, but it's not always productive. People say, I want to get to this and do this and be that. Um, but frankly, they I, I find that most people aren't getting to those things. They aren't doing those big things that they wanted to. They're not taking steps towards it. And that's what I feel like I'm naturally gifted at and where I can make a contribution to my faith community, my family, and uh, just my fellow humans. My bias towards action, I believe, is something that I can lend to other people, whereas I need to glean from others who maybe are more connected with their emotions and their feelings and can process those and sit with them. And I need to learn from them and from you. I want you to discern activity from progress. They're vitally and uh, different things. Um, activity, a lot of times, great way to get started, but progress is where the money's at. We're going to discuss habits and practices, and this applies not just to the things you you do from like your body is moving, but it can apply to your emotions and your your mind and your thinking as well. But those habits and practices become that process of formation, and uh, those things inform who we're becoming, not just things we're doing. I want to help you step into change, lean into it, because change that we initiate is hard. And often the things we need to step into, the things that we know that there's something good on the other side, but it's going to be hard as hell right up front. Those are the things that I want us to develop the courage to step into. Ultimately, I believe that we should do hard things because if you're not doing hard things, you're taking the, la the path of least resistance and no relationship or achievement was ever meaningfully reached, accomplished, um, and, or, or observed that was all about ease. Buying a new TV might be easy, but having a marriage that lasts a long time is hard. Um, gossiping is easy. Going to a friend that has deeply wounded you and confessing that and processing with that to restore a relationship is hard. Hiring is hard. Firing is very hard. Do, doing business with a soul and on mission is hard. Stepping on people is easy. I want you to be someone who other people point at and say, that person does hard things. So what do I want you to do? I sound a lot like our pastor on a Sunday morning, but it's for good reason. What I want you to do is I want you to listen to the podcast. I want, to, I want you to listen to the episodes. I want you to subscribe. I want you to rate and review the podcast. I want honest feedback. Now, if, if I'm being honest, I, I want five-star reviews. And as uh, <laughs> the, co, uh, well, the founder of Drift, uh, David Cancel, and his former VP of Marketing, uh, Dave Gerhart used to say, give us six stars. Um, so if you do find a way to give us six stars or give me six stars, I'd love it. I appreciate it. We'll work out some sort of gift card situation for you. But honestly, I would love your honest feedback. I want to improve this show. I want to grow as I 
uh, produce this show. I'm not gonna pretend to be somebody who has all the answers and I've got this all figured out and I'm on the mountaintop, I'm not. What I am is I've made some progress, I've had some success, but I've had some tremendous pain and failure. I'm in the trenches with you and I wanna lock arms with you as we walk through things together. So ultimately, I want you to be an integrated individual. I want your 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 emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, mental well-being all integrated into one. I want you to be someone who is authentic. Uh, I want you to be your most authentic self, as the Enneagram teaches us, is that Frequently, we feel like we're on the, as a book that I'm a fan of, if you need to get introduced to the Enneagram, I recommend it, but The Road Back to You. There is a unique design from God in your body that you are made on purpose with a purpose for a purpose. And I believe that when you live from an authentic place in that purpose, you uniquely bless those around you and you're a powerful force for positivity uh, and health in the world. I want you to be self-aware. Uh, self-awareness has been linked uh, as the number one contributor to uh, successful people in corporate world, but I would I would dare to say that the most successful relationships that you can observe that couple that's been married for 50, 60 years, those friends who have been best friends since they were three and now they're in their 40s and 50s, those, those just epic relationships that we're all fond of and warm our hearts when we see them in a movie come from a place of self-awareness. Ultimately, you're a person who is growing. It's your identity. Living things grow. And that's who I want you to be. I want you to avoid living a cart, uh, compartmentalized life, something that I too often give into. Um, I've got professional work life. I've got uh, home, family life. I've got faith, church, ministry life. And to be honest, uh, to quote uh, Brian Miles, founder, CEO of, of Belay, which offers, um, they're not a sponsor of the show. I'm just very familiar with them. Uh, they offer virtual assistance, but something they taught that stuck with me is their virtual assistants are only to maintain one calendar for their clients. Why? Because you're one person and you only have one set of time. I don't have Kenny's professional time, Kenny's family time. All of that is mixed together. And yeah, I may block it off. But to be honest, I've only got one set of 24 hours in a day just like you. I don't want you to be just another personality. Everybody wants to be a personality. You want to be on TV. You want to uh, be on YouTube or be an Instagram uh, influencer, whatever it may be. The world is full of personalities. But the people that have probably most impacted you, the people that most inspire you are those people who got beyond their personalities and got back to who they really were and they live from that place of growth and maturity. I can I can be the the Kenny Lang show and I can, you know, try to make a, a room laugh and and be that guy. And that's fine so long as it's motivated from a place of I'm trying to bring joy to people, not, hey, look at me, look at me. I'm desperate, I'm insecure, and I I I desperately need your your attention and your approval. I don't want you to be asleep, and I sure as heck don't want you to be a stagnant individual.
At the end of all this, I hope that you lead a more confident and fulfilled life and that as we walk out these episodes and this project of a podcast together, that you become better and I become better. Something that I'm working on, how do I finish up every podcast? And the best I can think of right now is this, is that I keep thinking about we are better when we rise together. So until next time, keep rising.